It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Wendell Carter is a player that stands out with how solid he is. Today on Locked on Magic, we're going to review the rock of the Magic's offense, the rock of the Magic's defense, the foundation of their leadership group. We're going to talk about Wendell Carter and the season he put together and what he has to do next. It's time for Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 3rd, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat about the season that Wendell Carter put together, why he became the foundation and the rock that the Magic could rely on, and why he still has a lot to grow to solidify his spot with a championship-level team that the Magic certainly hope they will become. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Orlando Magic has has been a rewarding one. Um, You know, I, I think one thing that we can say about the Orlando Magic... And the way this team has been constructed and the way this team has come together is they have been very willing and very able and very capable of finding players that struggled to find their fits with their initial teams. Um, the Magic, the Magic, at least in the early stages of the rebuild, were kind of reclamation island. Whether it was grabbing Markel Fultz from Philadelphia and certainly Wendell Carter from Chicago. Wendell Carter, and again, a lot of this is the magic, you know, giving talent a second chance. A lot of this is the talent taking advantage of this opportunity. Wendell Carter came to Orlando knowing that this was a second chance. This was another opportunity, another time, another another chance to make his career, to remake his career, to restart. And it was not something he was going to let go, especially with how rough the first three years of his career were in Chicago. Now in two seasons with the Orlando Magic, he has established himself as a solid star, as a player who can hold his own in the NBA and can do a lot of things really well. What stands out to Wendell Carter about Wendell Carter 
is that he doesn't always stand out. He does the little things so well that he is, quite simply, just reliable. And that's, that means something. To be reliable, to be consistent, that's the ultimate end goal. Remember what I say about the, the regular season all the time. It's about what can you do every single night no matter what. What are you going to be able to provide a team every single night on a random, on a random Tuesday in January? What are you going to do on your worst nights? What can you rely on to get you through? Playoffs are a different animal, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Wendell Carter is just solid. And for a young Magic team, this 24, 25-year-old has become something of a team leader. A player who, you know, yes, is young, will have his fun too, certainly certainly going to have his fun, but a player who, whose voice carries a lot of weight. A, a player who everyone on the team trusts and believes in. This is not nothing. And his numbers back up a player that's just always there. Wendell Carter had yet another career season, averaging 15.2 points per game, building off of a strong 2022 campaign, adding 8.7 rebounds per game, slightly down uh, from, and slightly below his his career average, about his career average, but slightly down from 10.5 the year before, shooting 52.5% from the floor, 35.6% from three, including 3.9 three-point field goal attempts per game. What impressed about Carter again was that everything was just solid. You look at the defensive numbers. He was one of the best defensive rebounders in the entire league. He gobbled up rebounds. When he was in rebounding position, he was going to get the board. He doesn't have big rebounding numbers, perhaps. That is perhaps a, 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 a part of the Magic, a, a problem with the Magic's defensive schemes. But he just centers everyone. He makes the defense better. He makes the offense better with his screening ability, his ability to work off dribble handoffs, his ability to space the floor a little bit. He makes everyone better. And that's what this team needs. They need a connector. They need someone that's going to give this team that kind of calmness, that kind of calm. And again, he is a team leader. There's no doubt about it. He is one of this team's leaders. When he speaks, everyone listens. When he uh, adds something to the table, everyone follows along. And that's asking a lot of him, of course, because he is still a young player, still growing into his game, and still has things that he needs to get better on. We're going to talk about those in a minute. But Carter continued to solidify himself as that base from which the team can grow. And that's why he had such a good season. He may not be a great shot blocker, but opponents kept finding it hard to score on him in the paint. Opponents avoided going at him in pick and rolls. Even though you know his numbers aren't great in pick and roll defense, opponents did not dare challenge him because more often than not, he's in the right position. More often than not, he is able to step out and blow up your pick and roll by switching onto ball handlers. More often than not, Wendell Carter just does the little things that any team needs their, their big man to do to solidify and make their team better. That's who Wendell Carter is. 
We're not expecting him to be an all-star. We're not expecting him to be a dominant player. We're not even expecting flashy plays from him. What makes Wendell Carter great is how good he is at the mundane. The dribble handoff, the screen, the pop to the three-point line. Yes, there are things he needs to improve on. We'll get to those in a sec. But Wendell Carter gives the Magic something that they need as a young team. And that is consistency. That is calmness. That is, as much as he acknowledges he still has to improve in this area, leadership. Wendell Carter is the team's rock, and he continued to establish that throughout the course of the season. And that's why it was such a good year for Wendell Carter. His stats didn't take a meaningful jump. He may top out at 15 points per game or around 15, 16 points per game, and that's fine because the Magic know they can count on him. They can count on him now to be confident with his jumper, and as he continues to get confident with his jumper, he is going to get a lot better. They can count on him to be a solid defender, to be in the right spots to cover for his teammates. They can count on him when the ball comes off the rim to be a rebounder, to be a presence in that paint. And for now, that's what this team needs. They need reliability in that free safety, in that backstop position on the defense. They need that reliability from a center where the Magic do run a lot of offense through their centers. They need all of that. And Wendell Carter has continued to prove that he is the rock of this team. When there's chaos around them, Wendell Carter is usually pretty calm. But he is still a young player, and he's still exploring and developing his game, and he has areas that he has to improve, especially now that we're eyeing the playoffs a little more seriously. We'll talk a little bit about that and where Carter can continue to improve coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at BetterHelp. Today's podcast is indeed sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash NBA and get on your way to being your best self. Look, we all have these moments in our lives where we're not sure what to do, where we're dealing with a difficult problem, whether it's an emotional problem, whether there's something going on in our lives, and we just need someone to talk to and, and get us through it and, and give us a different perspective perhaps or to give us adv- give us advice or to kind of take the macroscopic view instead of the microscopic view that, that we sometimes get stuck at and being in our own lives. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. And that's what therapy gives you. That's what assistance from people like the people at BetterHelp can give you as a chance to focus on yourself and assert what you need. Because, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I struggle a lot taking care of myself. I benefited from therapy. It is something that I, that, that I, I use and need very, very much to make sure that I know it's okay to take care of me sometimes. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Obviously, you know, we'll get to talking a little bit about the playoffs in a moment, but, but you know, the Orlando Magic have laid the stakes out uh, for the upcoming season, for the 2024 season. Whether they mean to or not, they have told us exactly what they want to accomplish and, and what they want to do and, and, and who they want to be and ultimately what their goal is for next season. The Magic want to be a playoff team. Plain and simple. They want to be in the 2024 playoffs. They expect to be in the 2024 playoffs. They see that as their next step of their growth is to play playoff basketball. And, you know, again, you can't blame them for thinking that. You can't blame them for believing that. They have earned that right, and they've earned that expectation of themselves. They are as positive and as excited as they are for this upcoming season, or for this past season. They know they fell short of a goal that they wanted to accomplish. Um, and, and, you know, in a very mature way, they took onus for, hey, we needed to start better. 5-20 and 20 was not acceptable. If we start better, if we don't go 5-20, and 20, we are playing basketball. Uh, probably not at this point of the season, but, you know, last week maybe, week before for sure. That's where this team wants to get. And so everything we now think about is driving toward that moment. And so that's where, you know, you look at a player like Wendell Carter. And, and, you know, I don't think this experience and this thought process is unique to Wendell. I think we look at it in the same, I think we think about this a lot when we get to Markel Fultz. We're going to think about this a lot with like a Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs and, and think about how these guys are going to react to the kind of basketball that we're seeing right now because ultimately the Magic want to play playoff basketball. They want to play in the second round against the New York Knicks or the Miami Heat or the Philadelphia 76ers or the Boston Celtics. They want to play in these games and feel this pressure and, and, and know what works. And to me, this is an area where a player like Wendell Carter still needs to improve. As solid as he is, as, as much as this team can and does rely on him, there is still much more for him to develop. Um... Carter would tell you the biggest thing that he saw to develop is learning how to use his voice better. Learning how to be a better leader. It is something that he has talked about uh, fairly recently and fairly often that he can be a better leader for this team. He can be a, 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 a more demonstrative guy. He can be someone that holds his teammates accountable. And, and, and look... This team does look to him as a leader. It, it's very clear when he, you know he's a soft-spoken guy. He's not the jokiest guy in the world. When he speaks, this team listens. And, and and you know again, that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing for a young player to recognize that, and and, and to try and cultivate that. And and you know I think there's a lot to be proud of 
in the way that Wendell Carter does this. And, and he knows it's an area that he has to continue to improve because it's ultimately your weight in a locker room starts with your ability to play. And for Wendell Carter, he plays really well. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. He plays really well. But it's still, in some respects, about consistency with him. When he was with the Chicago Bulls, the shot went away from him. He lost a lot of confidence in his shot. And, and, and one thing that Orlando's done a very good job of is restoring that confidence and putting that faith back in him. And, and again, reclaiming him uh, in, in that way. He is more than comfortable shooting. Taking around four three-pointers a game right now is a huge step from a guy that many people believe just didn't want to shoot at a certain point in Chicago. But all those habits and, 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 and sometimes that lack of confidence and consistency that characterizes his time in Chicago still pops up. It, it still pops up in ways that, you know, sometimes Carter isn't as physical or as aggressive as he should be. He is still a smallish center. He is not a super athlete. He is not finishing above the rim a lot of times. He has to win with his physicality. He has to dominate players with his, with his physicality. And certainly against marquee opponents, against Joel Embiid, against Nikola Jokic especially, he shows up. He matches their physicality. He does not back down from the best players. He shows up for those guys. But how is he doing against weaker opponents? Like, look, we know he likes to play against Oklahoma City. Has some big games against the Thunder. But he doesn't always bring that intensity. Sometimes he settles for three-pointers. And look, it's great that he shoots threes. It's great that he shoots jumpers. He's got to keep mixing those in. But he's also got to be willing to dive to the basket. He's also got to be willing to live in the paint. And sometimes it feels like he doesn't do that. So it's about consistency. It's about continuing to build who he is and what this team needs. Because I know I we talked about it earlier in the week about the Magic's rebounding issues, Wendell Carter's a really good rebounder. The numbers, the raw numbers don't tell you that. But among league, he's among the league leaders in almost every defensive rebounding category. If there is a defensive rebound near him, he is more than likely going to get it. But because the Magic do a lot of switching, because Carter has to step up and cover in, in, in drop coverages, the Magic's rebounding suffers a little bit because they're relying on everyone else to support their best rebounder. But this is still an area where Carter can improve, where Carter can be a better rebounder, can dominate the glass. You know, we just watched a game on, on Tuesday where Kevin, Kevin Looney had 23 rebounds, Anthony Davis had 23 rebounds. Uh, we're not asking Wendell Carter to average 20 rebounds per game. That's, that's ridiculous. But he should be over 10 every single night. And whether that's getting a few more offensive rebounds, whether that's being more dominant on the defensive glass, Wendell Carter has to continue to assert himself. Carter's battles are still about confidence. They're still the battles that he had in Chicago. An understanding and an acknowledgement not only of what this team needs, but of how good he is. So much of the battle that the Magic, I think, are going to face next year is they've got a lot of young players coming into their own. They got a lot of young players still discovering who they are. And, and look, that's going to lead to mistakes. Sometimes you go a little bit beyond the border of, of what you're capable of doing every single night. And, and, and sometimes you succeed at it. Sometimes you have to reel it back in. And certainly, like, there are nights where Wendell Carter hit a bunch of threes and you're like, oh, that's great. 
And then there are some nights where he was settling for threes and you're like, you got to reel that back in. Let's get in the paint. Let's do the simple things a little bit more. And, and that's still going to be the tension of what are these guys confident at doing and where do these guys still need to grow in and how do you foster that growth while still getting to most of them in the present? It is not an easy balance. Not going to deny that. Not going to lie about it. It is not an easy balance. But certainly, the Magic are capable of finding it. They have enough skilled players, enough experienced players now, enough quality players, that they can find this balance. And Wendell Carter is still looking for it. And honestly, looking at this Magic core group, when the Magic make the playoffs, whether it's next year, whether it's a couple years down the road, Wendell Carter is probably the one that's going to get tested the most. Because he is not a shot-blocking, rim-protecting center. He is a center that I think in the playoffs will get tested more than he might in the regular season. He is the kind of player that if he plays at his absolute peak, can be a player that tips a series in in, in its favor. Or he could be a player like DeMontis Sabonis who maybe sometimes struggles with some of the taller, more physical players that he might face in a postseason, that a smaller player might struggle with in a series when your weaknesses and your flaws get exposed. These, of course, are unanswerable answerable questions. And, you know, I, I won't lie. I, I love Wendell Carter. I think he's a great player. But if there's a place where the Magic can maybe get an upgrade, it's at center. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, the, the Magic, as they are, are probably good enough to make the play in tournament, probably good enough to sneak into the playoffs. But that's obviously not the end goal. And as Carter continues to develop, as Carter continues to grow, he's got to prove himself in these moments. And unfortunately, you're not going to really know until the Magic are playing big games. Until the Magic are playing meaningful games. Until the Magic are in the playoffs. And again, that's what we're all striving for and starting to look ahead to. Like I said, Wendell Carter is this team's rock. I, I don't want to... Same thing with Markel Fultz. I don't think it would be healthy or good for this team to remove that player from them yet. Um, I, I don't think it would be good. I don't think it'd be the right move unless you're getting such a clear upgrade on such a good deal that you have to do it. I think Wendell has proven has earned the opportunity to try and prove that he can still be more. And, and, and he's shown us that he can be. But there's still a lot more for him to develop and grow. There's still a lot more for him to do and provide for this team. And that's what the next year is going to be working toward. We'll do our daily lottery spin plus talk about Tuesday's playoff action. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, playoff action on Tuesday, to me, was all about shot making. You know, we've talked a little bit about rebounding. We've talked certainly about star power and star power matters. But both of these games, both Game 2 between the Heat and the Knicks, as well as Game 1 between the Lakers and the Warriors, came down to late-game execution and shot making. It came down to knowing what a good shot is, passing the ball, and delivering delivering and, and making shots at the end of the day. Uh, the Knicks won their game because they were finally able to beat the Heat's zone. They had The, the, the winning play for me uh, was Julius Randle catching the ball near the elbow, doing what you do in video games. I, I play a lot of zone in 2K. I hate when, when opponents do this because there's nothing I can do to defend it because the computer doesn't really know how to play a zone. I just don't trust playing man. Sue me later. I know I'm one of those guys. Sue me later. Um, but... Julius Randle posted up the, the, the guard at the top of the 2-3 zone, caused the defense to collapse around him, and then kicked it to Josh Hart for a wide-open three. It was brilliant offense, brilliant passing, just, just brilliant stuff, and, and that's why the Knicks were able to clinch that series, or clinch that game. A tie in the Los Angeles-Golden State game, in the Los Angeles-Golden State game, almost the exact opposite happened. Um, A, the Lakers played really poorly to give up the lead that they gave up. But B, once the Warriors tied the game, their offense devolved into a little bit of a panic mode. And we've seen this obviously throughout the playoffs. We see this every year in the playoffs. Those late game situations get really panicky. And you got to keep your cool. And even the best teams don't always keep their cool in these situations. The Lakers didn't in this game. They were able to pull it out. LeBron made some big shots. They got they got some fouls that calmed them down. The Warriors, though, A, couldn't do anything in the paint because Anthony Davis had a fantastic game, probably his best game of the playoffs. But B, the Warriors started to panic because they couldn't get in the paint, couldn't get downhill, and couldn't get Stephen Curry a, an open shot. Credit to Los Angeles defense. They did a great job blitzing Curry. The Warriors looked gassed. They weren't moving around. They weren't putting, get, you know, getting the ball, getting the ball from Curry in positions where they could quickly attack. That's a credit to Darvin Ham and the Lakers' defense. Darvin Ham had a great game plan for this game. Was really impressed with some of the sound bites that they showed on the broadcast from him. Just a really just impressive game from the Lakers, and you know that's going to be a series. The Lakers are really really good. Um, they're better than their seeding. The the trade deadline really helped them. The Warriors are they're the defending champs. This is going to be a battle, and I don't think we're done here. This is going to be a battle for for six, seven games, very easily. Um, and and at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whether you can make late game shots. You know, Milwaukee lost their first round series because they lost two close games. You know, let's go cross sports here. The Tampa Bay Lightning are out of the playoffs because they lost three times in overtime at home, games that flipped on one play. They actually had leads late in the third period of both of those games. That's how series go. You have to be able to win close games. You have to be able to shut down your opponent uh, and get by. And the Knicks did that to beat the Heat. The Lakers were able to, to, to prevent Golden State from getting those, those shots that they needed. 
uh, to get by and, and get big wins. And ultimately, doesn't matter if you win by one, doesn't matter if you win by 15, they all count the same. They're all one step closer to the next round. Let's go do our daily lottery spin. We've been doing this uh, since the season ended, just doing a quick lottery spin. Um, I'm doing my community mock draft on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can check that out at OMagicDaily. Uh, we're at pick four, right? Pick four uh, as of Wednesday morning. Um, pick five, I'm going to probably leave that up to a vote still, even though the Magic cannot pick at pick five. Um, but um, I'll leave that up, to, I'll leave that up to, to a fan vote as well, just to kind of keep the integrity. Um, and this is where they're starting to get a lot of more interesting things in the draft. And, and, and fortunately for us, um, our lottery spin for the day has the Magic at number four. We have Houston winning the lottery, Washington picking second, Portland picking third, Orlando picking fourth, which leaves Orlando with the fourth and 11th pick. Um, a lot of the debate that I'm seeing among fans, and, and this is why I wanted to do this project and why I want to talk about it, um, is a lot of fans, like me, are very skeptical of the Thompson Twins. If you don't know who Amen and Asar Thompson are, that's okay. They played in Overtime Elite, which is this uh, league that is meant for high school kids. Uh, a, a pro league meant for high school kids. It's a development league. Um, it's it's fairly new. It's I think it's in second or third year. Um, and it is very, very difficult to really assess much of anything. But Amen and Asar are two really talented players. Great dynamic athletes. Both are able to get to the basket. Amen's better at getting to the basket finishing uh, there. Asar was the league MVP last year. His shot is a little bit more developed, but he is also a great athlete, great working off the dribble. Um, it's just they haven't played uh, They haven't played high-level basketball in a year, and that's why a lot of people are, are, are concerned with them. If we take that Houston, Washington, Portland... It's going to, you know, some order is going to be Wembenyama, Scoot, Henderson, and Brandon Miller. The the choice at four is one of the Thompson twins. I have a SAR over Amen because of the shooting. Going for Grady Dick, who has maybe a little bit less hot, less upside, uh, but is a very skilled shooter already. Going with a Cam Whitmore, who is a great score at Villanova. A lot of people thought he was held back at Villanova. Um, but not a great shooter. And, and his shooting numbers don't feel like, you know, those shooting numbers are a little bit of a red flag that he may not translate effectively to the NBA. Or you go with Jarris Walker from Houston, who's uh, very much a, a lot of people have tried to compare him to Draymond Green. There's definitely a little bit of, of, that, of that in him. He's an undersized power forward, um, able to really smart basketball IQ, but just not a great offensive player. Or UCF's Taylor Hendricks, who is a very skilled big man, Maybe less refined defensively, but capable defensively. You know, very, still very limited offensively, perhaps, but but still a very interesting and exciting player. All these guys are our options for the Magic at four. Um, I would tell people, and 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 I'm again, I'm skeptical of Amen and Asar, but I tell pe- I would tell people like talent should still win. This team still needs talent. Getting better players, getting good players is not a bad thing. And if Orlando's going to keep the pick, uh, I still think you take a Thompson twin. I would take a Sar, uh, just because I think um, while his upside isn't as high as Amen, he's a little bit more developed right now. He can help you out a little bit more. Uh, he can he, he can still develop into a better shooter. He's not there yet. Uh, and so I think I think that's certainly um, that's certainly where I would lean if the Magic were picking four is I take I take a Sar. Again, I'm I'm Shooting is my big thing, and, and and a lot of people pointed this out to me. You know, 
there's a lot of good shooters that should be available at the 11th pick. Personally, I don't think you wait on that. You go with your board. If you take two shooters, great. Who cares? Who it doesn't unless your guy is going to be available further back or you feel comfortable trading back to get your guy um, and get some other assets. I'm not worried about trades right now, but there's a little bit of draft gamesmanship. I'm not going to deny that. And some of that is that, yes, I could get Jordan Hawkins at 11, I think fairly comfortably. Um, I can get a Keontae George fairly comfortably at at 11, whereas at at, at 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, you know, you're probably going to want a a bigger bigger forward and, and fill that need. Um, or take you know the best player again. I, I don't. I, I, while I am skeptical of the Thompson twins, I cannot deny their talent. I cannot deny their potential, and I do think that they are still worth investigating and taking. And and and, and to me, they're still a tier above some of those other players. Um, in my mock draft, I took Grady Dick at at seven. Uh, hold on. Yeah. At, no, I'm sorry. At six, because I, and I was between Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, and Grady Dick at that point, and I was just like you know. Grady Dick's Grady Dick. Like, he's the best shooter in the draft. The Magic needs shooting. Just do it. And and that's kind of where I came to. I'm going to do more mock drafts. We're running through these exercises to kind of discuss some of these things. And I'm finding your responses to be really interesting. And, and you know, people are taking umbrage with, with, with the options I'm giving you. I'm doing a Twitter poll. So you got four options. I'm picking those four. That's part of this experiment for now. Um, you know, we're certainly getting to a point where that pool is going to start expanding a little bit of who you could possibly take. Um, but I am definitely taking into consideration everything you say. I want to know who you're picking, why you're picking them, uh, so we can come together and really begin discussing uh, the, this draft in a little bit more detail. I'm definitely going to be doing some more draft stuff here in the very near future, uh, and obviously we're working on our community mock draft right now. But definitely check that out. You can follow it there on Twitter at OmagicDaily. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in, him by Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enabled listing device related to something Orlando Magic be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com again follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day if you're one of our everydayers we truly appreciate you tuning in every day and listening to me ramble on about the Orlando Magic I really appreciate that our team every day uh, you know you guys are the best one of the, one of the reasons why I do this so okay to take a day off just just hit that download maybe play it, on, play it in the background so we can still get Get the hit, but I do appreciate all the everydayers. If you want to be an everydayer, get excited. tomorrow On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to relive the best games from the Magic this season. So we'll talk about our favorite games from the season. Hit me up on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd to let me know which games I should make sure I include and talk about in our, uh, in our discussion of the best games of the season. We'll do that all tomorrow on the podcast. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.